at St. Matthew's, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus, our Savior, died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. This is a teaching ministry under the direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., the senior pastor of St. Matthew's Baptist Church for over 33 years. Dr. Gordon's stellar leadership encourages thousands to cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Dr. Gordon exegetes God's word for truth, transformation, and transparency. It's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home.
Lord, a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Here's our worship, God. Worship you in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. that we hear, feel, and see. Be still and know that I'm God. Just know that Jesus is in full control even when man is out of control. The Lord has a plan, a purpose, and a power and we are here to announce him, to magnify him, to glorify him. We're praying for you and your family. We're praying for this pandemic, amen, to be dealt with. We're praying for all of uh, the social injustice and all of the sins of society, but we're looking at Jesus. We're not looking at man. We're not looking for man to solve anything. We're looking to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. And my encouragement and admonishment is to keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, look unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And with that said, we are uh, reminding you, verse uh, Psalm 30, that weeping may endure for night, but joy will come in the morning. Hallelujah. There is a schedule that God has. Amen. And that schedule brings his deliverance. We are praising God. For our church, I want to thank God for all of St. Matthews. I want to thank God, amen, for all of our, our members, our leaders, our elders. We thank God for our ministers, our deacons and deaconess. We thank God for the ministries and the people of this church. And we just want to remind you that you are covered in the blood of Christ. Your family's covered. Your fractures are covered. Your failures are covered. Amen. Your future is covered. You're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Continue to support us with your tithes online and mailing them in to P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. And Pastor Gordon loves you. We praise God for you. Amen. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Amen. In the Lord, he's good. He's mighty good. He's gracious. He's merciful. Amen. And we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This morning, we're coming to a close on this uh, series on faith, and I, I could not help but to end up where most doctrinal people end up, and that's in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3, and I want to look at two verses there in Romans chapter 3, which are just profound. 
And, and in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then in verse 24, it says, Being, listen to this, justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. 25, here it is, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, listen, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, hallelujah, through the forbearance of God. To declare, verse 26, I say at this time, his righteousness that he is that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus what a series of verses and this morning our title is fitted by his faithfulness fitted by his faithfulness everything we need is in Jesus all roads lead to Jesus. Everything leads <laughs> to Jesus. Jesus is truly, amen, the righteousness of God. And the theme of the book of Romans is the righteousness of God as seen in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's only one way to get right with God. That's through Jesus. There's only one way to get into heaven. That's through Jesus. There's only one way to be saved, that's through Jesus. Not through the church, amen, not through your favorite TV evangelist, through Jesus. Amen. He that cometh unto me, I will no wise cast out. When we look at fitted by his faithfulness, God in his faithfulness, Factors of finish of favor in spite of our foolishness. Let that, let that soak in. God has done it all. And, and, and in spite of our conflict, God has charted out a course of care Amen. And counsel and divine commitment. When God couldn't swear by anyone greater, he swore to himself. If you go back to Genesis 15 and 17, you see the Abrahamic covenant. God put Abraham to sleep because it was an unconditional covenant. Put him to sleep. And God... Amen. Told him to put out pieces of sacrifice, which before he went to sleep, and then he put him to sleep, and then he moved beyond the pieces, and he swore to himself, of himself, by himself. Amen. Because he would not enter into a conscientious covenant with Abraham. His covenant was unconditional. His covenant was predicated on himself. I will keep my word predicated on what I promised and swore to myself. Thank God we would have failed his covenant. We have failed his covenant. We would have made his covenant of no use. And what God has done, God has made us recipients of his righteousness his redemption, and his rest. He has loaded us with these benefits of love, liberty, and long-suffering. It is here in Romans that the Apostle Paul, when he wrote the book of Romans, this treatise, Paul lays out a courtroom scene. Now let me stop Paul's in park, because historically in the 1800s, late 1700s, amen, uh, Yale and Harvard were Christian colleges, amen, for law. 
And anybody that took law up at those colleges had to take the book of Romans. It was a perfect curriculum to learn about law. And, 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 and one of the strategies here is that Paul, like no other writer, lays out the whole process by which God, listen, amen, God performed acts. So not only we could be saved, but sanctified, satisfied, amen, with all that God performed. And, and so Paul, who was a Pharisee, meaning he was a lawyer, Paul was a lawyer, and under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God gave Paul this courtroom scene where you and I were in this courtroom guilty before God. Now let me stop Paul's apart because you got folk in church don't think they were guilty. Guilty before God. Grace needs guilt to operate. Without, without, without guilt, there's no grace. Grace is a reason. It's love we don't deserve. And so grace needs guilt to operate. And the Apostle Paul paints this picture that God, our righteous Father, is the judge. Jesus Christ is the defending attorney. And Satan is the prosecutor who accuses us day and night before God. Are you with me this morning? That, that is, Paul helps us to understand, listen to this now. Now this is me, you might want to get something to write on, you might want to open your Bibles. Paul lets us know you can't praise God efficiently without understanding the moves of God. First move that we see is God's strategy in chapters 1 through 3. God's strategy, listen, is to pardon. In chapters 1 through 3, we see that all Gentiles are under sin, chapter 1. Those that never knew God, those that never came in a covenant with God, amen. Those that did some shaky and kinky things uh, in front of God, amen. And God gave them up, up over to a reprobate mind, amen, where they did not like to retain God in their conscience. They had no, amen, awareness of a holy God. Chapter 2, not only were the Gentiles guilty, but the Jews were guilty, who had the oracles of God. They still broke the principles and oracles of God. Chapter 3, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God lays out for us, amen, as a strategy Amen. The fact that he was provoked by sin, we were born in sin. That means the minute you came into the world, you were stamped for hell. Born in sin and then shaping in iniquity. Amen. We, we, we were not just guilty by what we did. We were guilty because of what we are. We're sinners. Yeah. So God's strategy, listen, was to pardon us. We provoked him, then he pitied us, then he pardoned us. My God, how did he pardon us? I, I'm so, and you can't praise him without understanding your pardon. You, you gotta know, I feel like preaching today. You, you gotta know that God has pardoned you. Before you can praise him. All this coming in church, getting cute and running up and down the aisles and living like the world and acting ugly but after you get out of church, uh, that, that's all a fallacy. That's a fake. Uh, uh, I, I, I got to know that I'm praising him because he pardoned me. He, he pardoned me. He pardoned me. He pardoned me uh, of my sin freely. He pardoned me. Uh, he provided a sacrifice in Jesus. He pardoned me. I was polluted, messed up. I was ignorant, running the world. And, and it's in the first three chapters that Paul, as an attorney, puts out, listen to this, 
No less than nine indictments by which God had to pardon us. I, I, I love this doctrinal treatise. Amen. How, how did God pardon us? He said, eh, there is none righteous. No, not one. Mm. Grace needs guilt to operate. There's none who seeks after God. All this in chapter 3. They all have turned aside to their own ways. Uh, stubbornly sinful. They have all become unprofitable. They, they all have poison under their uh, lips. They, 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 there is none that fear God, no, not one. They, there's no fear of God before their eyes. Pardon. So for God to pardon, we get to chapter 4, and he talks about justification. Justification is not you working for it. Justification, like Abraham, believed God, and God reckoned it for his righteousness. So justification is free. It's us believing God's report, as Isaiah said. It's us believing that Jesus is the Son of God, God the Son. He's the righteous one. He is the sin bearer. Justification is us imputing his righteousness and him imputing our unrighteousness. It's putting on him the sin of us all. Justification. Justification is not only free, justification shows favor. Chapter 5 says we have peace with God. The war's over when we get saved. Not the peace of God, Philippians 4, but the peace with God. And we have peace and we have access into his presence. Only Moses could go into the presence of God in the Old Testament. Only Moses can pull back the curtain and walk into the Holy of Holies and talk freely with God. Nobody else could do it. But we have peace with God. Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may find help in the time. Lord, have mercy of trouble. I'm so glad I don't need to take a lamb or blood. I don't need a high priest. I can just come boldly in my bedroom, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in my car and call on him. And he will answer. We, we have access. Uh, and this justification transfers our trouble into triumph. Tribulations brings patience. Patience experience. Experience hope. Hope's not a shame because it's shed abroad in our hearts. God's strategy Lord have mercy is listen to this to pardon and that's why God becomes grieved when we can't pardon one another when we are unforgivable people when we hold uh, things against others God pardon us of all of our sins the secret stuff that you don't want anybody to know about. And we do have secret sins. We do have skeletons in the closet that, amen, you have tied up the skeletons so they can't dance out. Yeah. Do I have a witness? Yeah. I, 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 I'm very transparent. I tell people about a lot about my past. Some things in my past you never know. None of your business. God, God has been faithful in the name of Jesus. His strategy is to pardon, but his structure uh, is to protect. Now, when we start dealing with this protection, I, I love this because what God does in, in Romans 6, 
as a result of God's grace. Again, grace needs guilt. See, we got to become guilty before God before we can praise him. You, you can't praise him without understanding his pardon. You can't praise him without, Lord have mercy, understanding his protection and his placement. You, you cannot really praise him until you understand what God has done for you. And, and in Romans 6, the operation of God, amen, that, that, that we are no longer under the control of this flesh nature. Yeah, Satan can tempt, Satan can trip up, Satan can trick, but Satan can't control us. We, we, we are no longer under uh, his jurisdiction. Grace, Lord have mercy, allows the controls to be in God's hands. Amen. And grace, grace, grace places us in a favorable position with God. He places the Holy Spirit in us. That's the indwelling. He places us in Christ. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All this is seen in this form of security. And you need to read Romans 6 because it's deep. We are dead unto sin. In other words, uh, we're dead to sin. If I, if I, if I were an alcoholic and I, and I died and I was in a casket and somebody came past the casket and put some whiskey under my nose, I wouldn't respond because I'm dead. I'm preaching up in this place. And if you're born again, blood washed, blood bought, you are dead to sin. You don't have to obey it. You don't have to carry it out. It can't control you. That, that is, Lord have mercy. He deals with this matter of this operation of God where the Holy Spirit is on the inside and amen, amen. We are in the body of Christ and if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, all things become new. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses and has given us a ministry of what? Reconciliation. 1 Corinthians 5, 17, that when you begin to understand this operation of God. See, the problem with saints, the problem in the church, we don't have no doctrine. We just keep walking by feelings. Amen. We, we don't have the faith of doctrine. We, we've never been taught, taught the word of God, the doctrine of God. And what God says, that's what is real. God said it. Amen. And that settles it. And I believe it. Yeah. No weapon, Isaiah 54, formed against you, shall prosper. God said, I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. God has made promises and proclamations that must come to pass. Praise his name. That when we begin to look at the strategy is the pardon, the structure is placement. I've been placed positionally in a perfected, amen, position. I will perfect that which concerneth you. Lord, have mercy. So we have to differentiate what's positional and what's in our state. We, we are finished in our position. We, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. We are already glorified in Jesus in our position because of what he did at the cross. At the cross, at the cross. At the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens, Lord have mercy, of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. By faith, I didn't work for it, that I received my sight and I'm happy all the day. Hallelujah. We, we, we see the strategy, which is the pardon. And we can't, we can't really praise God without understanding his pardon. We can't praise God without understanding his placement. Ah. But third, we see God's, listen, schooling Chapter 7, which are our progressions. Now, hold up, stop, pause, and park, because Paul was saved 20 years before he wrote Romans 7. 
And Romans 7 gives us strong indication that Paul was struggling within himself. And you and I struggle within ourselves. The word I is used 25 times in Romans 7. I is the center letter of sin. God is differentiating flesh and spirit. I and he. Lord have mercy. So Paul is going back and forth with my mind. I serve the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. There is, boy, there is such a confused state as Paul is trying to learn how to be liberated from his feelings and to walk by faith. Now, now, now let me stop Paul's book. Many times our feelings get in the way of our faith. I may not always feel saved, may not always feel satisfied, may not always feel sanctified, may not always feel as I'm a part of the family of God. Amen. Your feelings have nothing to do with this. Your feelings are faulty. Your flesh is faulty. Ah. In fact, it's Satan behind your feelings. It's God behind your faith. Faith is the substance of things hopeful evidence of things not seen. There are times in your life and my life that we just have to take God at his word and leave and walk by faith. God said it, that ends it, I believe it. I can't look at the news and lose my cool. I can't look at all of the uh, things of society reprehensible things of society and become fearful and nervous. I have to walk by faith. I have to trust God in the midst of all my trouble. I have to know that I know that I know that he's able to keep me from falling and present me faultless before his majesty. I got to know, I got to know, I got to know. So here in Romans chapter 7, Paul is starting to learn something about spiritual freedom from the flesh. It's a school we have to go through. It's a school of growth. Lord have mercy. We got to grow in Christ. We got to be nurtured in Christ, as Peter says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Old preacher told me years ago, why pray when you can worry? And why worry when you can pray? You can't be on both sides of the fence at the same time. Either God is God, amen, and you're in him, or you're in yourself. Hallelujah. There's a freedom from our old master, the flesh and Satan. No, 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 no. let me stop. I try try to be transparent. Some of y'all... Don't like me being too transparent because it forces you to confess that you messed up too. But I I remember years before I got saved, seven years in the military during the Vietnam conflict, uh, traveling around the world doing my thing. I remember coming up, growing up in South Philadelphia. I I remember all that stuff. I remember every episode. Every, every episode, I had a dream. Uh, I'm not into a lot of dreams. Dreams are not God's primary communication mode. His word is. But, but I've had experiences where people I went to movies with, people I grew up with, people I went to school with, uh, many of them are dead, many of them in jail, many of them have died, many of them got shot, many of them on drugs. And, and I pull back and say, Lord, I was with them. Why me? Why did I walk out of a car accident? Why did I walk out of a house fire? Why, Lord God, when a doctor said I had some disease or some uh, uh, amen condition that you brought me through? Uh, 
Thank you, Jesus. You, you can't praise him without uh, understanding the part. And you can't praise him without understanding the placement. You can't praise him without understanding your privileges. Mm. We're free from the old master. Satan, get thee hence. What you bound on earth has already been bound in heaven in the Greek. Satan, you have no power here. Thank you, Jesus. Love it. I remember the Wizard of Odds that came out in 1935. I used to look at it every year as a child. And one of the parts that I loved about the Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz had a lot of wisdom to the picture, and, 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 and the wisdom could be uh, 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 applicable to a whole lot of things. Dorothy was on a road to meet someone that would make her life better. We're on the same road. They call it the yellow brick road. We're on a road, and we meet others on a road who also have needs. And they had to go through something, didn't they? The witch was chasing her. Come on now, you, 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 you know the story. But uh, when, when, when Dorothy came, Lord have mercy, to, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the munchkin people, she saw feet sticking out under, of a house. A house had fallen on the witch. And a wicked sister, amen, told Dorothy to take off her shoes. Her shoes, Lord have mercy, were her security. Dorothy, never take off the shoes. That's how you're going to get where, amen, you need to go to. Do I have a witness? And, and her sister, amen, and another good witch, no such thing as a good witch, but I'm using it for the sake of the sermon. The good witch from the north showed up, and, and, and the evil witch said, uh, you better get out of here before I deal with you. And the good witch told the wicked witch, be gone. You have no power here. Thank you, Jesus. Loved it. We are on a road to glory. And on that road, we're going to be harassed. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to go through something. Do I have a witness? Child, child of God, child of God. God has freed us from the old master. Uh, I did a lot of stuff that I felt weak in doing. Yeah, fornication, getting high, getting drunk, running the streets, partying, cussing, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. Why am I going to hide it? Because there's no praise without pardon. There's no praise without placement. There's no praise without these growth progressions. Ah, Jesus. When I look back, I wonder how I got over Mm. I'm on borrowed time, should be dead. But God, who's rich, <laughs> I love I love Paul, rich in mercy, have quickened us, made us alive. Thank you, Lord. We ain't preaching no religion. We we preaching release. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so, child of God, child of God, child of God, we are not only free from an old master, we're free from an old makeup. Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. I'm tired of hearing about these so-called Christians where nothing has changed in their life and they claim to be saved. They're lying. When Jesus comes in, something's got to go out. Do I have a witness? Once Jesus frees us, we're free. And whom the Son have set free is free indeed. Do I have a witness? That, that, that is, we are free from the old master, free from the old makeup, free from the old mandate, free from the old mindset. We are free. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody come to me and say, ain't nothing changing me. I said, you ain't saved. I don't care how often you come to church. You can come to church for 20 years. You're not saved. Jesus demands change. Jesus initiates change. Ah. But 
Finally, we see the pardon, we see the placement, we see the progressions, but now in God's supervision, we see the power. Boy, I can talk about power, the power of God all night long. When I was too weak, too wounded, too wicked, too weary to make any changes in my life. See, see, here's the difference. Either you are taking credit for something you didn't do, or you are praising him for doing it. Do I have a witness? And if you're worried about your reputation, and if you're worried about how people will think of you, and how people will, uh, uh, you know, talk about you, you out of your military mind. We are sinners saved by grace. And grace needs guilt before it can operate. Uh, Do I have a witness? Grace needs humility. Grace needs transparency. Uh, Grace needs boasting. Not about you. You and I are unimportant. Uh, When I look at chapter 8 methodically, thank you Jesus, we see God's precious promises as we move under the law of the spirit which disenfranchises the other uh, uh, six laws law of Moses, law of sin in the flesh law, amen Uh, uh, yeah all, all those laws that's in Romans 6, I get to Romans and Romans 7, I get to Romans 8 the law of the spirit Amen. God pronounces something. There is therefore right now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Ha! Ah, I love it. Mm. He's perfect in his promises. He's perfect. Yeah, in his promotions. And huh. He's perfect in his praying. This is the chapter of the Spirit. We know not what we ought to pray for as we ought. Now I know some of you watching, you done persuaded yourself, you're a professional prayer warrior. And you know the will of God, and God told you, God talked to you. Yeah. And we'll deal with that some other time. God ain't talked to you. God never told you. God didn't give you a picture of your future. Right, no, that ain't God. That's your, that's your mind messing up again. Because we walk by faith. I can't walk by faith and God tell me the future. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. But God sends the power. We don't even know what to pray for as we ought. But God intercedes for us with prayers that cannot be uttered. This is not tongues. This is totality of our needs. He intercedes for us. He prays for us. So glad that God is praying for me. So glad that Jesus intercedes. So glad that the Holy Spirit prays with utterance that cannot be discerned. Thank you, Jesus. He gives me care. He gives me counsel. Uh, He increases my commitment. He gives me comfort. He gives me clarity. Ah, He prays. He prays. He prays. He prays. Then he pronounces after he prays. And we know that all things are being worked for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He provides, chapter 8, there's no separation. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Nobody. No frustration. Hmm. Ah. He, he gives me a sense of exaltation in this, that, Lord have mercy, we are more than 
conquerors to him who loved us. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And the answer is nobody. Whom God has cleared, nobody has the right to criticize. Thank you, Jesus. When you look at the big picture of this courtroom, we can praise him for his pardon, chapters 1 to 4. We can praise him for his placement, 5 and 6. We can praise him for his progressions, 7. We can praise him for his power. What power? When you get to 9, 10, 11, it's not parenthetical. He's dealing with the past Jew, present Jew, future Jew. We can praise him as a church for his postponement to Israel. Paul said, I wish I could be a curse and all of them be saved. You're not hearing me. God has temporarily blinded the eyes of Israel to graft in the church. Ah. God, God has, amen, differentiated the circumcision of the flesh and the circumcision of the spirit. And he has echoed that Jesus is the Messiah. Nobody else. So in chapter 11, Paul says, what wisdom God has for of him, that's origin, and through him, that's operation, and to him, that's outcome, all things. We, we cannot, I'm talking to Bible students this morning. I'm not talking about people that want to flare and go back to sleep. We cannot praise him without his pardon. We can't praise him without his placement. We can't praise him without these growth pro, uh, progressions. We can't praise him without his power. We can't praise him without Israel's postponement. We can't praise him without a plea. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable worship. You want to praise him this morning. You got to understand that we are fitted in his faithfulness. There's no praise without understanding pardon. There's no praise without understanding placement. There's no praise without understanding the progressions. There's no praise without understanding his power. There's no praise without understanding Israel's postponement. There's no praise without understanding his omnipotence of him, through him, to him, are all things. And there's no praise without understanding his plea. I'm begging you, according to the mercies, first 11 chapters of Romans to present one time and for all, present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is contradictory, which is an oxymoron because the sacrifice is dead. Living sacrifice denotes we are alive to God, but dead to ourselves. We got to be crucified with him. If you want doctrine, come to this church. If you want the word of God, come to this church. That, that, that is power has pulled me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. Power has put me on the street called straight. Power has changed my mind, my will, my outcome, my finish. I'm running this agonizing race and I'm looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. God is who he said he was. Uh, do I have a witness? God is worthy to be praised. We in worship now. God is sitting high, looking low. God has all power in his hands. And he sent power to pull me out of hell. He sent power to put me on the street called straight. He sent power to get me to believe his word. He sent power, 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 power. I have power in the name 
of Jesus. And you have the same power. If you are saved, you believe in him, you're trusting in him, you're walking with him, you're worshiping him. You've got power this morning to tell Satan to get behind you. You got power to walk right, talk right. You got power to pray. You got power to proclaim his promises, which are yea and amen. Stop walking by your feelings and walk by faith. We are fitted in his faithfulness. Praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Praise his name. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I dare you to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Put on the horn of God that ye may stand up against the wiles, the tricks, the strategies of the devil. Be still and know that I'm God. Fitted by his faithfulness. Praise his name. If you want to praise him, you got to understand his pardon. If you want to praise him, you got to understand his placement. If you praise him, you got to understand the growth progressions of chapter 7. If you praise him, you got to understand the power that he pulled you out. You got to understand the postponement of Israel. You, you got to understand the, 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 the all, uh, uh, omniscient and, and powerful, uh, aspects of God, of him, through him, to him. If you praise him, you got to understand the plea. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, right now, by the mercies of God to present your body a living sacrifice which is your reasonable worship. Are you praising him this morning? Fit it. Fit it. Fit it by his faithfulness. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day. You know you can give using your smartphone. The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment form. 